We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bernaken, and on tonight's episode, I will be reviewing the DCEU series, Peacemaker. So, Peacemaker is the first uh, TV series in the DC Extended Universe, or the DCEU, and it is a spinoff of the Suicide Squad, the, uh, which came out last year in, in August. And it is also, like the Suicide Squad, it is also uh, created by James Gunn, and um, it premiered on HBO Max on January 13th, and it just ended uh, last night, um, Thursday, so... So yeah, and um, it uh, it's kind of funny how uh, how it came to be because uh, during the they were filming the Suicide Squad, and uh, you know they had to stop due to the pandemic, um, and then they picked back up. Uh, or you know they were filming some in twenty twenty, and then they had to stop for a little bit in twenty twenty, and then they picked back up towards the end of the year, and and then uh, you know finished sometime early 2021 but uh while they were um while they had stopped filming or while filming on and uh, production on the movie had stopped uh James Gunn wanted uh decided to make a spin-off uh of one of the characters from the movie and the character that he chose was well peacemaker and he decided to um yeah he decided to uh write like he wrote and I mean he didn't direct them I mean he did direct the episodes, but he didn't direct them in quarantine. Uh, but he he wrote all the episodes for this season uh, while he was hunkered down uh, in his apartment or, you know, in his place. Um, and then, you know, uh, shortly after they had finished, you know, uh, everything with the Suicide Squad, he went straight to uh, filming uh, Peacemaker. And, um, and I thought it was interesting that... Uh, you know, I I lo- like we probably wouldn't have gotten this show had James uh, had the pandemic not happened or had quarantine. You know, had quarantine not been a thing because uh, <coughs> excuse me, because um, you know James was just bored and he he couldn't really he didn't know what to do. So he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna make a spinoff in the movie, and uh, and I guess he just loved the uh, character of Peacemaker so much he just decided to give him his own show. Um, and it's funny because before this, everyone was like, man, who the hell is Peacemaker? This guy looks stupid. You know, he's got this goofy-ass, bright-ass y- uniform that's like, you know, it's like bright red and white. And he's got this stupid, shiny chrome helmet, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, like whenever, you know, when the tr- uh, when the Roll Call trailer came out in uh, during the DC fandom in uh, 2020, um, you know, everyone was like, who's Peacemaker? You know, and then when the... Like the uh, and then like the behind the scenes uh, little, well not not roll call but it was like a little behind the scenes uh, teaser of uh, showing them like you know filming the movie and and you know and all that, uh, which was cool. You know we got to see uh, some of the characters in action. Uh, it wasn't a trailer because you know it was it was just them showing them making the movie, but it was cool to see the actors playing the characters and James Gunn basically just talking about. Uh, the movie and all that, and um, you know, it's like, oh, we can't wait to for it to be released, and it's going to be different, and there's going to be a lot of twists and turns, 
And, and there were, and, uh, and, you know, there were some unexpected deaths and, uh, it was pretty much everything that I thought it'd be and more, uh, and my expectations were exceeded. Like they, like they were surpassed, you know, tremendously. Like it, it was just a great movie uh, and probably one of the DCEU's best movies. Um, like it's definitely in the top five, probably top three. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's, it might be my second favorite after Zack Snyder's Justice League, but uh, I, I'd have to think that through. But it, I know it's it's probably right next to, like, right underneath Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, so it's probably probably number two, yeah. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it, it's funny. Like, and then and then of course when the movie came out, everyone loved the character of Peacemaker just because he was just this big, strong, naive idiot that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like he was just, he was just, he, I mean, you know, John Cena brought so much, um, he just brought so much to the role, uh, just cause he, he, you know, I mean, despite him being a mercenary and an assassin, he was just such a, um, and, 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 you know, yeah, despite him being an assassin and essentially kind of an asshole, he was still an interesting character with like some, you know, like he, he had a good, uh, foundation with the rest of the group like he had a good dynamic um and you know some and some pretty funny like um uh, moments between everyone in the cast i mean everyone in the not the cast uh everyone in the group and um i kind of would have liked to have seen a few more scenes with him and harley quinn um you know because uh, i mean you know there were a few scenes where he didn't interact with everyone, uh, it would have been kind of cool to see, you know, a few interactions with the two of them. Uh, but you know, I mean, it, it's fine. You know, I mean, I mean, he's still alive, so they they may, who knows, maybe Harley Quinn will pop up next season. But uh, but yeah, it's just funny how now everyone loves him. I mean, it's not not even. I mean, even before the show, everyone loved him in the Suicide Squad, and now, you know, people can't get enough of him. But but yeah no it is funny like no one knew who the hell he was he was just this D list superhero supervillain antihero you know it uh, just another member just another D list or D tier member in the DC comics and then James Gunn you know being James Gunn took him and you know made everyone love him and made everyone want to see more of him you know and uh, <clears throat> same with uh, when he directed Guardians of the Galaxy you know like no one knew. I mean, people knew, but mostly it was it was uh, the fans of the comics, like people who, you know, read the comics, <clears throat> knew who the Guardians were. But you know, no one who was like watch who were just the, you know, movie. No one who just watched the movies in the MCU knew who they were, you know. Um, and then you know, and then when it came out, everyone you know went nuts for them, and everyone loved them, and now they're regarded you know, as highly as the Avengers and, and, uh, Spider-Man and all them, you know, and, um, and we have James Gunn to thank for that. And we also have, uh, have him to thank for giving us the first, uh, t uh, TV series, the first series in the DCEU, because up until now, the DCEU has just been all movies. Um, you know, and while Marvel's got like, now they've got like five series under their belts, this is the DCEU's first one. And, um, and first impressions, it's a good, uh, not only is it a good spinoff of the Suicide Squad, but it's also a good, uh, it's a good first series 
in the DCEU. Like this is th- this was a good first. This was a good character to pick a series for because you know, he he arguably had the most personality and the most um I mean, everyone in the movie, you know, had some uh, pretty, you know, they had some pretty good interactions and they and they each had, you know, unique personalities. But I feel like uh, Peacemaker probably had the most uh, that you could do. He, he had the most you could probably do with him. He had the most potential. And um, but, you know, I guess I guess they could have really made a spinoff of any of them. But uh, I figured they probably weren't going to make a Harley Quinn spinoff. Uh, like they, they, they knew that cause they're like, Hey, she's been in three movies already. Uh, I mean, it's not like we won't see her again, but you know, Margot Robbie's probably gonna, she, she probably wants to do a few other things. So she doesn't really get typecast as this character, you know? And, um, you know, so it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll go with a uh, peacemaker, you know? And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, so yeah, so uh but the the show basically um and thankfully it got renewed for a season 2 which is good because i was wondering i'm like is this going to be a limited series or, or are we going to get more seasons of this and i'm glad we are because because uh, you know this being the first show in the DCEU i'm very much looking forward to having more seasons of this cuz you know it's the first time we've you know we've had this you know in the DCEU so I feel like I'm repeating, repeating myself. I'm I'm sorry, (laughs) but yeah. Uh, so basically the show, um, I'm going, I'm going to briefly, you know, give, tell you what it's about and give my thoughts and then I'll go into spoiler territory. So, uh, if you haven't seen the, well, yeah, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. So basically the show is about, uh, it, it, you know, follows the, you know, directly after the suicide squad, uh, you know, it's a few months later, Peacemaker wakes up in the hospital, and he, uh, uh, basically, he joins, he, you know, he thinks he's, you know, off scot-free, you know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, Harcourt and Economist, uh, two of Waller's team members from, uh, the previous movie, from the Suicide Squad, um, they, along with, uh, two other additions to the team, uh, Mern and Leota Adebayo, um, they, uh, basically show up at his trailer and say, Hey, look, we, uh, you only, sir, you only, you're not even done with your mission. Like you only took off like so-and-so you only took off like maybe five years of your like prisons, your lengthy prison sentence. You know, you still have a lot of work to do if you want to be like completely free. You know, you, you, you still have many years of your pr- prison sentence to be reduced and knocked off. So, uh, so Mern, you know, and the, they basically tell him, Hey, there's a, um, you know, so we're just this little black ops squad that, you know, Waller, you know, put together and, um, you know, we're, you know, we basically have to, uh, target these parasitic butterfly like aliens. And the project is coincidentally named project butterfly, the project we're undertaking. So, you know, you got to help us deal with, um, an alien, an alien, like invasion pretty much in a way. Uh, there's more to it than that. It's not, it, I mean, there's a little bit more to it than it's just an alien invasion. And, uh, and in fact, what I really do like about the show, um, I mean, on top of it being funny, uh, and 
almost uh, in, and actually probably a little vo- more vulgar than the Suicide Squad was, um, which isn't a bad thing. But I mean, you know, it's it's it was a, it was a little jarring for a second. But I mean, it it wasn't like jarring to the point where like it was distracting. It was just it caught me off guard for a minute when I was watching the first episode because I'm like, damn, they're dropping way more f bombs than they ever did. <laughs> they're dropping more f bombs in the first like five minutes of this episode than than the entirety of the of the Suicide Squad, you know. So, um, but yeah, it was. Um, but on top of it being, you know, a little bit edgier and a little bit more vulgar, arguably than the Suicide Squad, it's. Uh, hilarious again like uh its predecessor you know and um and you know it's James Gunn so he's always going to deliver on the humor um but yeah it's just it's really funny and it's a well thought out story uh the dynamics between the characters are all very interesting they all have you know interesting personalities and they all get i mean even the the uh characters you wouldn't expect to get development they end up getting even even if it's just the slightest amount of character development, they get a little bit of development by the by the season's end, by the end of the of this uh, season, and I think that's really cool. And um and and also uh, to add on to that, uh, there's some really good action scenes, um, and the budget. I mean, it looks really good for a TV show. Like, obviously, they went the Marvel route and you know, decided, Hey, like this is like, just because it's a TV show doesn't mean we're not going to put the effort and time and money, you know, uh, into making this look as good as possible. Like almost to the point, you know, good, almost to the point of it looking like a movie. I mean, obviously it's not going to look exactly like, you know, the suicide squad because the suicide squad ultimately did have a bigger budget and all the Marvel movies have arguably had, you know, bigger budgets than the TV shows. You know, they're working with somewhat limited funds, but I mean, but even then, I mean, they know when and where to use the budget so, you know, that nothing really arguably, so that nothing looks cheap, you know, like they know, you know, they just have to use it sparingly, you know, they can't go as all out, you know, in in Peacemaker as they did with Suicide Squad. I mean, you know, for the most part, but, uh, but yeah, and you know, and yeah, so it looked good. It looks you know, it's shot really well, like it's very crisp and clear, you know, some really good shots in there. Uh, good humor, you know, the char- the dynamics between the characters are great, the development between the, er, er, the development of the characters, especially Peacemaker, or Christopher Smith, as his real name, is his real name, but you know, the, uh, he gets some really good development, uh, and some good backstory, and, um, yeah, it's funny, what else? Oh, yeah, and, um, let's see, I guess that's it. But yeah, no, if I had to rate the show, I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. Um, it's almost, it's on par with uh, su- The Suicide Squad. I think I gave The Suicide Squad like an 8.5. This is like an 8. It's on par, it's either on par or just underneath The Suicide Squad. But it's like almost on the same level as the movie. Like it's, it still has that feel of the movie. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's... Uh, you know, it, it feels like this is all set in the same universe, you know, as the Suicide Squad. It doesn't really feel out of place or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, that was, uh, kind of my, you know, like non-spoilery review of it. Uh, so now I'm going to get in, now I'm going to get into spoilers. So yeah, if you haven't seen, um, if you haven't seen, uh, Peacemaker, uh, at all, any, any of season one, I will, uh, I'd advise you to, 
uh, stop listening to the episode now and come back and finish it when you finish the episode when you've watched the entirety of season one. Um, so yeah, so with that warning being said, um, let's get into some spoilers. So, uh, yeah, the acting, uh, actually I want to say, uh, real quick, I, I love how with a lot of James Gunn's, um, uh, works, I, I love how with a lot of his, uh, I mean, even though I've only seen the Guardians movies, uh, what I like about James Gunn is, uh, how, how sometimes he can take like these weird, wild out there ideas and over the top wacky, you know, uh, scenarios and characters and kind of ground them and make them feel more human, you know, which is, uh, which, you know, I really admire and I really like that. And, um, and this show, uh, is, um, over the top and goofy like the guardians of the galaxy movies and um but in a good way and and you know and like i said with the character development that we get from everyone we do get a sense of um i mean you know we do get to you know these characters are humanized and we do have a reason to care for them you know we get to know them and like them and want them to to succeed i mean you know like they're not just there to tell jokes you know crack jokes and that's it you know like you know, like, like the Guardians, they, you know, the Guardians, you know, crack wise a lot and tell a lot of jokes and they're plucky, you know, <laughs> like, like Thor, you know, referred to them as, you know, they're, they're a plucky little group of, of, uh, of heroes, you know, that banded together under, you know, the strangest of circumstances, but, you know, and, uh, and it's, and it's similar and it's similar, uh, Peacemaker is to Gar- the Guardians movies in that regard, you know, it's just a little plucky band of heroes uh, that, you know, are kind of thrown into this, like, who are basically thrown into this, like, assignment that they're way in over their heads for. I mean, or like, you know, like the situation is like way more dire than just a little black, uh, just a little black ops squad to like the, the situation, the, the mission they're on is like way more, you know, grand than something a black ops squad would do. Like, Again, like I said, it's an alien invasion, and there's like six of them. Yeah, let's see. Um, yeah, there's six of them, or seven if you count Eagly. Yeah, Peacemaker has a pet eagle uh, named Eagly. I'll I'll get into him in a minute. But yeah, there's like seven of them if you count Eagly, and it's them against an alien invasion. It's like you'd think Waller would have called in the Justice League or something, you know? <laughs> like just, just I mean, like I mean, I'm assuming she doesn't want Earth to die, but it's like you send peacemaker out of every out of everyone in the suicide squad you don't send king shark or blood sport or the girl who can control rats or 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 you know any like i said anyone in the justice league no you you send peacemaker and you know <laughs> and a couple of members of your team and another mercenary Mern, and and then vigilante you know and uh, and then you know but it uh but it was still it was still um I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, they got it done. So, I mean, I guess Waller's faith in the team was, I guess, I guess she had enough faith in the team to throw them again, you know, to, to have them throw them straight into stopping an alien invasion. So, but, uh, but yeah, so the, uh, but yeah, the, the acting from everyone is really good. Uh, John Cena does again, like with the Suicide Squad, does a great job as, Peacemaker or and or Christopher Smith um 
Danielle Brooks uh, is a new addition to the uh, to the uh, universe. You know, she plays uh, Leota Adebayo, who is uh, she's a newcomer to the team. She joins the team, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, we find out at the end of the first episode that she is Amanda Waller's daughter. Uh, you know, dun dun dun, and uh, and that was a pretty good twist. Um, Freddie Stroma plays. Uh, he plays um, Vigilante, who's another newcomer, a new addition to the the uh, universe. But he he plays uh, Adrian Chase or Vigilante slash Adrian Chase. You know, like his real name's Adrian Chase, and he's uh, like one of Peacemaker's uh, best friends. Even though it's a little bit more of a one-sided relationship, but but over the course of the season, Peacemaker, I mean, not that they're not friends, but Vigilante is like a little bit more of Peacemaker's friend than Peacemaker is to him, you know? And, uh, <laughs> but over the course of the season, they do become even more, like, they, like Peacemaker opens up a little bit more to Vigilante and becomes a little bit more friendlier to him. But, uh, and then we have, uh, I feel like I'm I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Chuck Woodoo, I I'm sorry if I've, if I butchered his name. I feel like I did, uh, but he he plays Mern, the uh, like the leader of this little black ops squad. Who um, you know, a, a new hire that Amanda that Waller is hired to, you know, to to be not only you know be a member of the team, but like to to head the team. Or to be in charge of the team uh, over this mission, I mean, to to lead the team in this mission to stop the butterflies, uh, and then uh, some some uh, returning faces that we have that have that we have from the Suicide Squad. Uh, Jennifer Holland reprises her role uh, as Emil, Amelia Harcourt, who she was you know one of uh, the one of Waller's uh, team members in the Suicide Squad, you know, because she had like this group of. Uh, of people that hung back and like observed uh, the actions of the Suicide Squad in in the previous in the movie, you know, because she had this like little team that were like observing the, you know, they were observing the um, the team members, you know, kind of watching them through the cameras and all that, and you know, kind of basically just you know letting uh, letting her know what you know was going on, and um, and then we have Steve Aggie Aggie, I believe it's let's see. I think it's Agi, Steve, Steve Agi. He, uh, he played, um, uh, he plays John Economist and he, again, uh, him, him and Jennifer Holland, uh, you know, they were both uh, members of Waller's team in the previous movie. And, um, and you know, they're just as great here as they were in the, in the Suicide Squad. They both have some great lines and, uh, and again, they get some character development too, um, I mean, they are main characters, you know, so obviously they were going to get some character development, but, but I mean, even, even, um, though they didn't, I mean, you know, they, they didn't have a whole lot, uh, of character development in the Suicide Squad because, you know, that wasn't really about them. I mean, but, you know, but it's cool that James Gunn took these two characters that, uh, like he had fun working with those two actors so much that he's like, you know what, I'm going to bring them in, uh, and have them be a part of, uh, the team on Peacemaker. You know, I want, I want them in the show. And uh, so it's kind of cool that he had them come in to – or he, it's cool that he got them back to reprise their characters. And it also, and also again, ties it in more – it helps tie it in to the Suicide Squad by not just having Peacemaker there but also having two of the members who were 
you know, watching over the team in the previous movie. Like, it's cool to have them there because it, you know, again, further further establishes that, oh, yeah, no, this is, you know, the same universe. Like, this is, you know, and we are establishing that, yeah, that some of these characters, I mean, you know, they're they're coming back. Um, You know, just help, yeah, just help further solidifies that, yeah, they're, you know, there's a bunch of different characters that we could bring back. And it's not just Peacemaker and no one else is going to show up, you know. So I thought that was cool. Um, and then the, let's see, I think I mentioned everyone. Yeah, oh, and the final member of the the um, the main cast is Robert Patrick, who plays, who does a great job here. Uh, but he plays Peacemaker's father, uh, Augie Smith. And he does such a great job at, like, at being a huge asshole. Like if there was an award for like shittiest father of the, well, I guess millennium, if there was an award for shittiest father of all time, he would take the, he would take, he would, he would take the gold. Like he would, he would bring home the gold. He would win all the gold medals and, you know, and all that. Cause he's just, uh, he is the worst. He's just like from the first episode when, uh, peacemaker, swings by to pick up eagerly is again yeah his pet eagle he's he's just a cgi because you know as typical with james gunn you know you got to have a cgi you know cute cgi creature um but the, again the cgi like for eagerly being an all cgi character i mean that they put a good amount of uh of money into making him look they put a lot of time you know, into making Eagley look as realistic as they could, because he looks like a real eagle. I mean, like other, there's a, there's a few times where, you know, he does something that's like, okay, well, you couldn't really train an eagle to do that, or it would take too long, or it just seemed, you know, there's a few times where he does a few things where it's like, okay, that's probably, you probably couldn't get an actual eagle to do that. Like, uh, when he hugs Peacemaker in the first episode, and then again in episode seven, but, uh, (laughs) but you know, it's, it was, uh, you know, but other than that, like, I mean, they're, it's so realistic looking that it's like, man, they really did put a good amount of effort. I mean, you know, they really did have a good budget here that they were working with to make him look this good. But, uh, but yeah, no, in the first episode we get to see, you know, we get a little bit more development on, uh, Peacemaker and we get to see, you know, from his visit with his dad that, uh, you cut, you kind of see how he turned out the way he did, you kind of see why he turned out the way he did and why he, why he's willing to, you know, kill in the name of peace and, uh, and why he's kind of a, a, a jaded asshole, you know, and kind of like uses jokes and everything to mask, you know, and, and what, you know, why he kind of uses jokes to like mask, um, his insecurities and his, you know, it's just cause he, like he had a shitty father growing up who just, was terrible to him and and we and you know and uh and he's just this racist sexist you know like just despicable piece of shit and uh and robert patrick does a great job at just portraying like this like i said racist sexist piece of shit and um and you know and and it makes you and and you know it develops peacemaker because you know we didn't really know any of this in the suicide squad we just knew, you know, what we heard from Amanda Waller was that, you know, his father trained him to be a killer, you know, his whole life, you know, and, um, 
And then, but you know, when, when you, you know, just from his interactions with his dad, you get to know a lot about Peacemaker, you know, and it, um, and you, and you get to, you feel for him and sympathize with him, you know, you're like, well, damn, you know, I mean, you were kind of an asshole in the Suicide Squad, but you know, we kind of liked you. We, you know, we, we got to like you over the course of the movie and now we're, you know, getting to like you even more in the show and really even sympathize with you because, you know, you had the worst father ever. Um, but yeah, so, but, and, and, um, and on top of that, yeah, uh, other than that, um, the, the intro for the show, uh, I want to mention this. I (laughs) love, I love the intro because it's just, it's like the most random, ridiculous, over the top intro you could ever possibly conceive for a show. It makes no sense whatsoever, and yet I absolutely freaking love it because I was just so like taken. I was so taken taken back by it uh, the first time I saw it because I didn't know what the hell was going on. It, basically, it's it's like a minute and a half long, and it's just the it's the cast of the. You know, it's it's the main characters and some of the recurring and even like side like one off characters, well not one off characters, but like they're, they're some very minor characters, you know, with the main cast. And it's just the it's just the characters, they're the uh, dancing to uh, wigwams. Do you really want to taste it? And um, or or not not really. Uh, Do you want to taste it by wigwam? Yeah, and it's uh. And I never heard the song before, but it was a pretty good, it's a pretty good, you know, song for, you know, a show like this, you know, good, uh, good hard rock song. But, uh, yeah, it's just them dancing to that for like a minute. It's like a choreographed dance in like this, you know, on this almost like stage, like it's like they're in a musical number or like, you know, uh, performing a play or something, you know, and, um, and and what's and what makes it even funnier is that there's no reason for it to be a musical number or a dance you know a dance number it just i mean yeah not a musical number there's no reason for it to be a dance number it just is and there's and and what makes it even funnier is that like they have all the characters in the show again including some of the side and minor characters um some characters that only get like maybe two appearances throughout the whole season that are part of the thing and most and pretty much most of the characters are dancing with a straight face. Like they just have this stone cold expression while they're doing these random ass dance moves. And, um, and that just makes it like 10 times funnier. And, um, and yeah, and, and, and and there's, and there's just a few, and there's just some funny, funnier moments, funny moments sprinkled in as well. Like, you know, like vigilante doing a backflip and judo master popping out from like a, uh, trap door, uh, in the floor. And then eagerly when the song ends and the title of the show flashes across the screen, eagerly like, you know, posing in front of the camera and like, and like, like ste- uh, stepping in front of Peacemaker and posing. And then like he misses his mark. So he takes a step, you know, it's just like that. It's just a little awkward little moment, you know, but, uh, but I just, I love that intro. It's just the most, like I said, over the top, nonsensical, random, it's the most it's the most nonsensical over the top and random intro that you could ever conceive for a show especially a superhero show and yet i absolutely love it and it's but and it, and it's unique cuz you know you've never like when's the last time you saw like an opening dance number you know like a minute and a half long <laughs> opening dance number for a you know have that be the intro for the show you know um 
it's just so clever and heart and like ever. And I can't really think of a time that's ever been done, you know? Um, but it's, yeah, it's just so unique. And, um, and you know, it, it, and it makes the show again, kind of stand out, stand even more out on its own, uh, because you know, that's something that's unique to it, you know, is it's insane intro, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> so, so the intro is great. I, I'm never going to skip that intro. I never, I didn't skip it once throughout this season and I'm definitely not going to skip it next season. But, uh, but yeah, so, and, and yeah, on top of, uh, like, like I said, uh, you know, the, the intro, the opening song is great. The, the soundtrack for the whole, the whole, uh, season is great. I mean, uh, it's, it's basically a lot of hard rock, uh, a lot of eighties hair metal, and then, you know, even some hard rock songs from like the nineties, two thousands, and even the twenty tens, like uh Do You Wanna Taste It by Wigwam. I could have sworn when I heard that that, that was like a a nineties um or I could have sworn that was like an eighties hard rock song. But no, it came out in two thousand ten, like the literally the start of the twenty tens, and I was surprised by that because it sounded like something that would have come out of the eighties. I'm like, was this an eighties like was this like an, a deep cut from the eighties or like a one hit wonder? that was popular for a little while and I just didn't and I and I just missed it cuz they were a one hit wonder band or what you know but but no it came out in 2010 um but yeah I mean and again this is on not only with uh not not only is uh you know James Gunn good with you know humor and developing uh you know and having humorous characters you know kind of develop into you know like not only is he good with humor and uh turning you know, like, uh, characters that are kind of like weird and insane and over the top, you know, and, and grounding them and humanizing them. Like he's, he's great at, at, you know, both of those things, but he's also, but what he's also great at is picking an excellent soundtrack for the, uh, for his movies and, and shows, you know, and, uh, same with the Guardians movies. There were a lot of seventies hard rock songs and a couple eighties hard rock, um, and it made sense because, you know, Peter Quill, you know, he got abducted in like the early 80s. And, you know, the Walkman he had, you know, was mostly 70s uh, hard rock hits and a few soft rock, soft rock hits, you know. And then the Suicide Squad had a lot of uh, rock music as well. But then, you know, there were like a few there was like a country song and like a few alternate rock songs, you know. And so it was a it was a good mix. And, you know, a lot of the songs, you know, were great, like that scene in the Suicide Squad where they're walking through the rain in slow motion to the Pixies, uh, by, to Hey by the Pixies. That was a great moment. But, uh, but yeah, a lot of great music in this, uh, season. Um, and, uh, and the playlist on Spotify has all the songs. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but I mean, I've listened to some of it and it's, yeah, it's just a, an excellent playlist. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah. And, and another thing I love about the show, uh, you know, apart from the acting and everything, uh, I do. Well, okay. Uh, one more thing real quick. I do love the, uh, episode titles because they're all puns. Like, uh, episode one is titled a whole new world, but instead of world, it's like a world, like the tilt a world, like W H I R L and then E D. And then, uh, uh, monkey Dory, uh, that's episode five. Mern after reading episode six, it's like burn after reading, but it's with uh, Mern from the show, like it's the character Mern instead of Burn, and then uh, Stop Dragon, like a dragon, my heart around, because uh, Peacemaker's father turns out to be the White Dragon, um, 
but no, yeah, but, uh, so I, I love the episode, I love when episode titles are just like puns, <laughs> especially, you know, uh, some, cl- especially clever puns like that, and some silly puns, you know, but, uh, but they're, they're, I love that, and, um, another thing I love about the show is its unpredictability, because I just, I really love when a show is unpredictable, and I can't really guess where it's going, and I couldn't really guess where this was going, I mean, like, I figured that, okay, there's going to be an alien, like, when we found out what butterflies were, which I think was, like, episode two or three, I'm like, okay, so they're going to have to, you know, prevent an alien invasion. But there's so much more than that to the show. I mean, and there's so much more that happens. I'm like, well, shit, this, there's a, you know, like, I was, I was not expecting a lot of what happened. Like, there were just uh, so many good twists and turns. Uh, and, and I'll, you know, explain some of them or I'll, you know, like for, uh, like from Mern, uh, being a butterfly, we find that out at the end of episode four, um, to, you know, the fact that butterflies burrow into people's heads, you know, like when we found out they were aliens, it's like, oh shit, they're parasitic butterflies that burrow into people's heads and take them over, you know, essentially killing them. Like if they, if like the butterflies left the bodies, they would kill them. So like they burrow and pretty much lobotomize people and, you know, kill them and take them over. Um, and then, and then the reveal, yeah, but, but, you know, those two things, you know, that, uh, to, uh, Peacemaker's father being, uh, the supervillain, the white dragon, which by the way, that was a badass costume. Um, yeah. And yeah, despite him being a villainous piece of shit, you know, uh, like that costume was badass. It was like a red and white, like it was like a chrome red, almost, uh, suit. And, um, you know, like, like there was like chrome red, uh, plated armor on it and it was white and it had like a white, the, the, the helmet was white and it had red eyes and like white horns and teeth, uh, like, you know, imprinted on the mask or not imprinted, but like, you know, uh, cut out from the mask. I mean, not, not cut out, but like it, the mask had horns and teeth on it, um, like top teeth. And, uh, and on top of that, the suit could fly and like Augie, you know, he could shoot like, and he could shoot, uh, energy blasts out of his hands. And I'm like, damn, this is a cool suit. And that fight in episode seven, stop dragging my heart around. That was, uh, that was a cool fight between, um, between, uh, the two of them. And, uh, and it was, and, and, al- and also another thing I didn't see coming, I didn't think Mern or Augie were going to die, uh, especially in episode seven, like they, they both, both characters get taken out in episode seven. I'm like, well, damn, we just lost two of the main characters in the same episode. Like I figured Mern was going to make it. I had a feeling Augie was going to die, but I didn't think he was going to die in that episode. Like he's like, just it, cause he, he blames like, uh, he just hate, hates Peacemaker so much. And, you know, he's like, Chris, you killed your brother. Because when they were little, he uh, him he had uh, him and his brother Keith, because uh, Peacemaker had an older brother named Keith. He had them fight. Uh, and, you know, he, had, he was in, like, this shitty trailer park. And, like, all the other uh, members of the neighbors of the trailer park came out to see it. And uh, Chris, you know, a young Peacemaker, uh, he ended up punching uh, Keith and... Uh, you know, he punched him so hard, you know, he got a seizure and, you know, fell over and died. And Augie resented him uh, ever since then because he's like, you dumb shit, you killed your brother, you know. Well, he said, you dumb, you know, F, you know, you dumb, you know, you killed your brother. And um, 
And, you know, obviously that's not true. I mean, it's not like Chris was intentionally trying to do that. You know, it, it was really his fault. I mean, you know, it was really Augie's fault because why the hell did you have them even fighting each other in the first place, you know? But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, that fight was cool. And then when he ends up, you know, because uh, Augie's just like, just, again, even having getting the have even having the shit beat out of him by his own son he's still mocking his son and even and and when he's got and when uh peacemaker holds the gun to his head um he's like ah you you're not gonna do it you don't have the guts and then you know he shoots him dead like square in the head like right like bullseye like right in the middle of his forehead and, and he falls down and it's just um you know and and it was uh and and it was crazy that because uh, i'm like oh shit you know peacemaker actually went through with it he did that and I figured he was going to, um, and I'm glad he did because his father, if anyone deserved to die, it was his father, you know, but, uh, but then, then we get that scene and, you know, and then like right after he kills him, he, uh, he starts crying, he breaks down and cries. And I'm like, yeah, like, even though his father was a piece of shit at the end of the day, he was still his father. Like I, I'd imagine that would be hard for anyone to do, no matter how much of a piece of shit their father was. Cause you know, he's family, like, he's the one who raised you, who was supposed to love you, you know, and instead, you know, he didn't love his son, he absolutely despised his son to the point where he wanted to kill him, and blamed his brother's death on him, you know, so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, that was great, uh, Judo Master was great too, I forgot to mention him, but he's, uh, like this, like, Asian superhero, super, or anti-hero kinda, and, um, and uh, he was he was pretty good. I I love the get running joke with him where like they keep. It seems like they keep uh, like each time he shows back up, it's like oh he's dead like because they keep trying to kill him, and then he inexplicably somehow survives the attack, um you know or the or the gut or the shot or whatever, and then comes back. Like I swear they like supposedly kill him three times, but he keeps coming back, and I'm not sure if that's like a power of his. Uh, cause I, I don't really know judo master out, you know, outside of this show, but apparently I guess like one of his powers is, you know, immortality because he, <laughs> like they run him over with a car, you know, first and then like Economos does. And then he, and then he hits him with a crowbar in the head like five times and you're thinking, Oh, he's dead. But then they bring him back and tie him up and then it's like, okay, so he's not dead. And then they shoot him and then you think he's dead. And then he comes back and then they taser him. In episode, like, I think it was episode seven, uh, he attacks Harcourt and Leota, and Leota, like, tasers him in the back for, like, a good, like, 15 seconds, and then you think he's dead, and then he has, like, one little appearance, you know, in the finale, and it's like, nope, he's still alive. <laughs> but I did love that running joke of, uh, you know, of, of Judo Master seemingly dying and then inexplicably, like, you know, being okay, you know, in, in like, coming back in the next episode. That was pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, so that was great. Um, and, uh, and the finale was great too. Like, I love how they gave, like, even the, like, like, I love how they gave every character closure for this season and, you know, and kind of left things again, open-ended because they are making a season two, but they didn't, they didn't end on a cliffhanger really. Like they, they, you know, wrapped up the season pretty well and I'm, yeah, I'm glad they didn't end on a cliffhanger. Like I like that they wrapped up the season and wrapped up everyone's stories for this season and gave them all closure. But, you know, because, I mean, you can, like, wrap things up but still leave things open for a new season. Like, I mean, just because, like, uh, 
yeah, just because things, you know, just because a season ends, like just because you wrap things up doesn't mean that, you know, you can't tell more of a story. Like you don't have to end every season on a cliffhanger, you know, just because you don't. I mean, just just because you wrap everything up doesn't mean, you know, like unless they all die, like, I mean, you can tell more, you know, like because that would technically be like wrapping things up because you know you wouldn't have any more story to tell all the characters are dead you know but as long as you know the characters are still alive i mean you could come up with another story for the next season you know um but yeah so but everyone everyone you know had a good like you know final story i mean not a final story ever everyone uh you know everyone had like their own little you know what they were going through every they all had their own kind of problems and I mean, not problems. I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. They all had their own uh, plots, you know, and and stories and what they had going on individually. They all had that wrapped up, um, and and basically, yeah, they ended up taking out the butterflies and uh, and destroying what they called a cow, which was really just a giant uh, caterpillar, and um, that they like they milked in order to get uh, their food from because. Uh, the butterflies came to Earth, and they they're like, "Oh, we they your planet has air to breathe and water to drink, but it your food isn't um, substantial to us, you know." So, so it's like, "Okay, so we transported this uh, this cow, you know, this giant caterpillar um, from you know our from our previous planet to your planet, and we basically just milk it for uh, sustenance, you know, for us because you know without it we die." And um, uh, but they end up, yeah, they end up um, uh, killing all the butterflies, and then they end up killing the cow, uh, <laughs> which uh, Leota has, uh, uh, Peacemaker has a few different helmets that he uses throughout the season, uh, which is funny, because like in the fir- in the Suicide Squad, his helmet was basically just a regular helmet, like it didn't do shit, but we find out that his father created, uh, has a series of helmets that he created for Peacemaker that all do something different. Uh, and so they end up killing the cow with the human torpedo helmet, which pretty much, uh, you know, you just say activate human torpedo and it, you literally fly through whatever you want to kill and just, you know, puncture it and, and, you know, stab right through and kill it. So Peacemaker, you know, activates the helmet that Leota's wearing. She goes flying through the cow's heart and stabs him and kills him. And, uh, and, you know, and, uh, hardcore vigilante or, uh, you know, get, you know, kind of brutally wounded but the, um, but they end up surviving like they end up getting getting taken to the hospital and uh, and we get a really cool cameo from the uh, justice league we only see four of them uh and we actually don't even get to see superman and wonder woman like we don't see their faces and i'm assuming it's because uh henry cavill and gal gadot i'm assuming they maybe couldn't film uh this scene i guess cuz maybe they were busy shooting other movies and and or and or doing other things, but they but we do like actually get to see up close. We get to see Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller as you know their characters, Aquaman and Flash. Um, so that was cool. But like, it, and I wonder why Batman and Cyborg weren't there. I mean, I get it. There's six members of the main Justice League. I guess they all couldn't be there at the same time because you know maybe Batman and Cyborg were off doing something something else, you know, in universe, you know, so it's like, okay, well, four, uh, four out of the six main members of the Justice League showed up, that's cool, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, it, they had a funny scene where they show up right 
right as Peacemaker and uh, and the group are uh, leaving the barn. Like, you know, they've just f- completed the mission. And Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Flash show up. And uh, and Peacemaker's like, you're late, you dickheads. You effing dickheads. And, um, and, then, uh, <laughs> and then he tells Aquaman, he's like, go... He's like, go fuck another fish, asshole. Because <laughs> cause, uh, there, there was a running joke uh, in the season where he basically uh, tells everyone, like, he be- he basically makes up rumors throughout the season to the rest of the group that um, all the all the big, you know, superheroes in, in their universe, you know, like, have some, like, you know, like, some weird, creepy, and sometimes often perverted shit that they do in their free time. And one of them was that Aquaman had sex with fishes and Superman was, had like a, had a scat fetish or poop fetish or something. And, (laughs) you know, and just a bunch of shit that was obviously, you know, rumor that he spread just to, you know, obviously wasn't true. And then, uh, but you know, Peacemaker says, yeah, go fuck another fish asshole. And then, um, and, uh, and then, and we get to see, you know, Aquaman turns to, to, to Flash and he says, you know, I'm really getting sick and tired of that rumor. And Flash turns to him and he looks at him. He's like, uh, no, that's true. And then he looks back at him. He's like, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> like there's just a, it's just a, I mean, and, and, and I like that, you know, because they were arguably Aquaman and Flash were like the two funniest, like the most comedic of the Justice League. So I like that they had, if if they were going to have any of the two of them show up like you know actually see their faces in person i'm glad it was the two of them cuz you know they 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 fit the tone of the show well too you know um but yeah so so i mean and and uh and i guess james gunn like you know i guess he just called jason momoa and ezra miller up and he's like hey could you guys maybe film like a quick like minute long scene uh for my show i mean for for peacemaker and they're like yeah sure we'll do it but uh, but I I did think that that it was cool that the Justice League, that we got to see the Justice League because again, it further solidifies that yes, this takes place in the same universe as all the previous DCEU movies that we've seen so far. I mean, not just the Suicide Squad, but you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League and Man of Steel and Wonder Woman and all them. You know, um, so yeah, I I did like that that they showed up because it's like yeah, I mean they are in this universe. It it would be strange for them not to I mean even if they didn't show up it'd be strange for them not to be brought up but I do like the fact that they did show up you know even again even if Batman and Cyborg weren't there and we didn't see Superman and Wonder Woman's faces again that you know that was probably just a a, a scheduling thing like you know obviously the, I guess everyone else was off doing something and especially Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot like I said because their characters were there you know, in, in that scene with the cameos, you know, but they, they didn't, uh, you know, we didn't see their faces. We just saw like the shadows of them, you know, um, their silhouettes, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so that was great. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, pretty much everything's wrapped up. Uh, Leota, you know, outs, uh, her mother Waller, you know, and says, Hey, yeah, uh, my mother, you know, we've been, uh, taking prisoners like supervillains from Belle Reve and reducing their prison sentences in order I mean, you know, um, in exchange for them, uh, you know, helping the government out on some, you know, undercover secret missions, you know, and if, and, you know, if they do what they say, you know, we reduce their prison sentences by so-and-so, you know, depending on the severity of the mission. So, uh, so that happens. Harcourt and Vigilante, like I said, uh, get a little, uh, beat up during the, uh, 
the final battle, they get shot, you know, but, but they, they, they end up getting taken to the hospital, they recover and, um, and, uh, Peacemaker and Leota, uh, cause they, they had a falling out, uh, or, um, a few episodes, uh, previous, a few episodes prior, but they end up banking up and, um, and Peacemaker, you know, um, just goes back to his trailer and lives with, you know, hangs out with Eagley and, and Goff, one of the alien butterflies that he, or one of the butterflies that he, uh, uh, kept. And, um, and then, and in <laughs> the season ends with, uh, yeah, him sitting on his porch and looking at his, at a, at the ghost of his dad, just sitting there. And he's like, so it's like, no matter where he goes, he'll, that'll always be with him. The fact that he killed his father. Um, and his father in a sense will always be with him in like spirit, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean the show, yeah, the show was great. Um, again, yeah, just as funny, if not funnier in some parts than the suicide squad, a little bit more vulgar, but you know, not that that's a bad thing, but you know, they were obviously able to get away with a little bit more, um, because it's a show and not a movie, you know, um, it was, it was ridiculous and over the top in the best way possible or in the best ways possible. And, uh, the, the dynamics between the characters were great. The special effects and CGI were great. Um, again, especially for it being a, a show. Um, the character development, yeah, the development was great and the relationships, but, and the dynamics between the characters was great. The intro was hilariously, ridiculously over the top. Um, and again, unique to, to, uh, this show, you know, and, um, and yeah, I just I loved the first season. Uh great story with a lot of twists and turns. I'm basically just yeah, recapping uh <laughs> my main points. But yeah, and um and and I thought it was a great first season for the show. Um made me love Peacemaker even more. Uh and I can't wait to see what they have in store for season two. I also can't wait to see the um the second spin-off that James Gunn said he was making. Uh, I kind of hope it's about Ratcatcher two and King Shark, I'd because I mean they kind of had they had a good like friendship in the movie, uh, and I'd love to see the two of them, uh, off d- doing whatever whatever you know James Gunn has planned for them like whatever whatever they'd be doing like some other I guess they'd be on a mission similar to Peacemaker you know they'd be on a black ops squad, you know taking out some some kaiju or something <laughs> or you know like who knows but that would that would be cool um but yeah so can't wait for season two it you know it'll probably be like sometime next spring probably by the time it's out but yeah i mean that's fine obviously it'll take a while for them to film but uh but yeah really looking forward to it and uh yeah can't wait so uh but yeah with that being said uh i hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and uh sorry i posted a little late i just uh i ended up falling asleep and then realizing oh shit i gotta record the podcast and uh so if it's at like midnight by the time you hear it or you know the next day saturday you know uh which i well it's saturday now because it's midnight but yeah um but if you hear it you know a day later that's why i've started recording it like a f- you know before midnight but it's after midnight now so you'll probably be hearing this yeah you'll be hearing this on saturday so but uh but yeah so hope you with that being said hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode um, and I will see you guys, uh, next Friday for a movie review. I will, I will be reviewing, uh, Foo Fighters, uh, first movie, uh, Foo Fighters, uh, first movie, Studio 666. So, 
Uh, hope you guys have a great weekend, great long weekend for some of you because it's President's Day weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, I will see you then and take care.